the last thing we were discussing were the wounds, the mumin that men and women have, and when do they force a man to divorce his wife. And we are now starting the eighth parak of Masechet Ketubot, Ayn Chet Amud Aleph, straight, the first the word on the page. The Mishnah says, Ha'isha shenaflula nechasim, a woman that had an inheritance fault to her, or there was a gift that was given to her, before she got engaged, before the engagement, Bet and Bet both agree that she can sell it, she can give it as a gift, and the gift and the sale stands. Naflula it felt to her after she got engaged, Bet Omrim says she's allowed to sell if she wants, she can give it as a gift. she should not sell it. However, but they both agree that if she sold it or she already gave it, it counts. And If a husband is Zoche, means he acquired the woman through Irusin, through engagement, he shouldn't get everything she gets also, he shouldn't get that inheritance also or that gift also. So why is it if she sold it, it should stand? We're embarrassed about the new assets, meaning things that fell to her after the, the, the wedding. We're embarrassed why the Hachamim say that the husband uh, could take it away from buyers. But you're also adding on to us things that, that, that were given to her and things she sold before the wedding. So that was talking about engagement. Now, Naflula Mishini said, if now she has an assets that fell in front of her through inheritance, through a gift, after the wedding, modim, both Bet and Bet agree, she sold it, she gave it as a gift, that the husband can come and take it away from whoever bought it. Now, let's say it fell to her, Acheloni said before she got married, then he said and she got married, and then she sold it. Rabban Gamliel Omer, Kayam. Rabban Gamliel holds, if uh, she sold it or she gave it as a gift, it stands. Since he, he bought the woman, he acquired her through marriage, he shouldn't get whatever she owns, meaning he should be able to take away from the buyers. Amar lehen, Rabban Gamliel told them, Allah hadashim, anu boshim, on assets that felt to her after the wedding were embarrassed, What meaning we came up with the halakha, but we're not 100% clear on it, that the husband is allowed to take things she sold after the wedding. Why exactly is that? Is We're not, we're not, we're not 100% sure we're embarrassed about that. But you're also adding on to this problem things that felt to her before the wedding, you also want to say it's not a sale? Now, Rabbi Shimon cholek benechasim nechasim. Rabbi Shimon differentiates, he separates between different types of assets. Meaning, nechasim aiduin labal, things that everyone knew that was going to come to this woman before the engagement. We know this is hers. Things like inheritance, things that we know have her name all over it. You know it's going to fall to her. Then the lotim course, she's not allowed to sell because when he got engaged to her, it was on the perceived notion that he's going to get this stuff. Ve'im bachra ve'natna, batel, and if she sold it, she gave it, it's batel, everything goes back. 
However, things that the husband did not know about, or when he got engaged, he didn't think he had a shot at this even, she shouldn't sell. However, but if she did sell or gave it as a gift, it stands. Now, the Gemara starts with the question, why is it in the Resha where the assets fell to her before the engagement and she sold it uh, after the engagement? They don't argue. She could even sell the Chathila. Umay shana sefa, and why is it in the sefa where it fell to her after engagement? The plige bet shemay bet hilal arguing, and according to bet hilal, she shouldn't sell the chachila. So the gemara explains. Amre debe rebi anai, the shivav rebi anai explained. Resha, when it fell, when she's still single, bizchuta nafla. It it fell to her in her zechut, meaning it's really hers. There's no question about it, and therefore she could even sell chachila even afterwards. Sefa bizchuta naflu. In the sefa, meaning when it felt to her after she got engaged, maybe it was his luck, maybe it's his mazal that it felt to her, meaning because he he's going to have some sort of rights in it, therefore maybe we could say it's in his zechute she got it, and therefore Betila says lechatchila don't sell. So the Gemara asks, im aflu if they're all if it's all his zechut, meaning if we're, we're saying it's his mazal that that's the reason it came. So now, when she sold it or she gave it as a gift, why should it stand the avad? Even according to Betila, why should it stand the avad? It's, it's in his zechut. The Gemara says no. Ela Resha, you have to say in the Resha, the first part when she when it fell to her while she's still single, vaday bishut fell because of her. It's her mazal. Okay, it's hundred percent hers. Sefa when it fell after engagement, emar bishuta, emar bishuta. We're not sure. Could be because of him, could be because of her, right? Therefore, do not sell. But if she did sell and she did give it as a gift, it stands. Now, we learned that Mishnah Marbi Udam, Rabban Gamliel, they said in front of Rabban Gamliel, listen, once he is Zoche in this woman, he bought her, he gave her a case of Kedushin, he should also get all her assets. And Ibayal Lehu, the Gemara has a question. Rabbi Yehuda, when he brought Hachamim's question to Rabban Gamliel, Alechatchila or Adi Avad, is it going on? Beit Shammai's words who hold that she could sell everything Alechatchila, no question. Hachamim come to argue and that she should not sell Alechatchila, but Adi Avad it works like Beit Hillel, or Adi Avad, or they coming to argue even on Beit Hillel who says that Adi Avad works and they're coming to say it shouldn't even work Alechatchila. Now, that's one way to ask the question. That's a Rashi over here. Tosfot brings a different perush uh, of Rashi, who's not sure that Hachamim asked Rabban Gamliel that Lechatchila she should not sell, or even B'di'avad, her sale doesn't count. That's the way second Rashi, Rabban Utam brings a third perush, his own perush. Is the question going on the Resha, the Lechatchila case, where she's allowed to sell Lechatchila, or on the Avad, the second case, Either way, we're going to go with the first perush of Rashi. When when Hachamim, when Abiyuda brought Hachamim's question to Rabban Gamliel, is it going on what Bet Shammai said that the Alasalachachila and Bet Hillel said not Lachachila but the Avad works, or even on the fact that the Avad it shouldn't even work? And the Gemara answers Tashema the Tanya. Amar Abiyuda Amru Lifner Rabban Gamliel Hachamim said in front of Rabban Gamliel Ho'il vezo ishto vezo ishto. Since both are his wife, meaning when she got married, it's his wife, and when she got engaged, it's his wife. 
Zo michrabatel, av zo michrabatel. So the same way when a when a married woman makes a sale on her own uh, on her own assets, it does not stand. Then even an engaged woman, it, when she makes a sale on her assets, it should not stand. So why is bet shaman betil hold the chachilat should work? And Amalim and Rabban Gamliel explained on things that felt to her after the wedding, Anuboshin were embarrassed. Why did Hachamim were metaken that uh, that uh, the husband could uh, nullify that sale? But you're also adding to this uh, problem uh, things that felt to her while she's still engaged. Shmamina, so what do you understand? That the Avad Kamar, Shmamina, that Yubiuda was saying that Hachamim came to ask Rabban Gamliel that this entire cell should be batel lechatchila, and he knocked them out. Shmamina. Tanya Amar, Rabbi Hanina ben Akavia, Rabbi Hanina ben Akavia said that when Hakamim asked the question to Rabban Gamliel, that why should an Arusa's sale stand, lo kacheshivan Rabban Gamliel lechachamim. Rabban Gamliel didn't respond like we just explained before to Hakamim that were even embarrassed on the new stuff. Ela kacheshivan. Rather, no, this is what he really answered. Lo, not true. There's a difference. With a married woman, the reason her sale is no good because her husband has rights to anything she found, any money she made, and he has the right to annul her vows. You're going to say the same halachot when it comes to an arusa. Her husband has no rights, not anything she found, not any wages she made. He doesn't have complete uh, rights to, uh, to nullify her vows, meaning her, her her father also has rights in it. So Amrullah Hachamim told Rabban Gamliel, Rabbi, Okay, when she sold something while she's engaged, before she got married, Right? Niset So what would be the case if she sold something after she got married? said, He holds even over there. She could sell, she could give a gift, and it, and it stands. As long as these assets fell to her before the wedding, she could do whatever she wants. So they told him, listen, Rabbi, if he acquires the rights to this woman, he shouldn't be zochet to the rights of, of the of the assets. We're embarrassed about the, the new assets that fell to her after the wedding. We're embarrassed. Why did Hachamim say that the husband could stop the sale? But you're also adding things that were that felt to her before the wedding. That you also want to say that the husband could stop the sale, and that was the back and forth. Now the Gemara has a question. We learned in the Brayta that even after she got married, Rabban Gamliel said she could technically sell her assets that felt to her before she got married, even the chatchila. So here's the problem. We learned in the Mishnah. Assets that felt to her, before she got married, then she got married, and then she sold it. If she sold it, she gave us a gift, it stands. And sounds like she should not be able to sell it. So the Gemara explains, Amar of Zevid, you should write it in a way where it sounds like everything stands. She should sell in present form, she can give it in present form, and it stands. Meaning it's lechatchila. Rafa Pa'amar, he explains it. La kasha. It's really a mahluket in what Rabban Gamliel holds. 
Ha, when the Mishnah said the Chathila, she should not sell. That's Rabbi Yehuda Alibadi Rabban Gamliel. He holds that while she's engaged, she shouldn't sell the Chathila. And Ha, the Raita that says she could even sell the Chathila, it's Rabbi Hanina ben Akavya Alibadi Rabban Gamliel. It's Rabbi Hanina ben Akavya, according to Rabban Gamliel. And according to them, Rabban Gamliel is okay with the Chathila. So the problem is, does Rabbi hold like Bet Shemai? Bet Shemai holds that while she's engaged, she could sell the Chathila, whatever she has. And according to Bet Hilel, if she's engaged, it's only the Avad. It sounds like you're saying that Rabban Gamliel is according to Bet Shemai, and we know the Halakha is not never like Bet Shemai. So like Mark explains, this is what Rabbi Hanan ben Akavia was really trying to say. No, they didn't argue about this subject. According to him, if she's engaged, she could sell whatever she wants the chathila, and even after she got married, she could even sell them the chathila. And Rabbi Hanan ben Akavia was talking according to everyone. Ravu Shmuel de Amrei Tavayu they both say benchin afulon chasim atcheloni tarsa. Rav and Shmuel said, they both say together, that whether the assets felt to her before she got engaged, they felt her after she got engaged, then he said, and then she got married, and she sold, it doesn't count as a sale, the husband could take it out of the buyer's hands. So the Gemara asks, who's that like? Meaning, it doesn't work according to everyone. So like Mark explains, the rabbis got together and said, they give a psak alakha, whether the assets came to her before or after she got engaged, when he said, then she got married, then she sold it, It's the sale is canceled, and the husband can now take away from the buyers. Now we learned in the Mishnah, Mishni said, Elu Elu Modim. If once she got married, everyone agrees that if she sold or she gave a gift, the husband can take it out of the buyer's hands. So the asks, Usha. It sounds like we taught the Takana of Usha. De Amar Kino and Usha They set up. A woman who sold assets that belong to her, that her husband has the rights to the fruits, she sold it while her husband was alive, and the buyer is going to acquire it after she dies. And she dies. The husband can take that land out of the, the buyer's hands because Hachamim made him so strong that he's able to take it out of the, the, the buyer's hands. Now, if this deen is already wrote in a Mishnah, so then why do we need Takanat Usha? Like, we're, like, what are the Hachamim coming in for? So the Gemara explains, Matnitin, our Mishnah, where the husband can take it out of the buyer's hands, is Behayeha. She sold it while she's alive. The land is a sale, but Ulperot, but the husband could get the fruits. He could take out the fruits, because that was his rights. Takanat Usha. There was an extra takana, begufashil karaka, that the husband could actually take the, the land out, ulaharmitan, even after death. Even if she sold it for after death, husband would come and take it out. Next, we learn the, the Mishnah that Rabban Shimon Cholek ben Nechassim Rabban Shimon, he differentiates between different types of assets. If it's assets that everyone knew that was going to come to her, 
then her sale is not a sale, and if it's something that the husband never knew of, then uh, then her sale stands. And the Gemara tries to clarify, So what's something that was known and something that is not known? So What's known? Things that the husband knows she's going to get. That's land. Over there, the, it's pretty much known that she's going to get this land when her father passes away. So therefore, the husband has the right to veto. And the reason there's a Rama, Rama with a hey. He is a Rishon. And he explains that the whole idea of uh, per, per, the Perot, the reason the husband gets the, the fruits of, the, of assets that she owns, is because in return, if she gets taken into captivity, he has to redeem her. Meaning, when they got married and or when they got engaged and they wrote up the Ketubah, he was figuring, okay, if she ever gets taken into captivity, that land that she's going to get from her father, I'll just sell it and use that money to, to redeem her. And that's why he has a right to veto. Things that are not known. Is metaltilin, movable object. Nobody knows about them. He never heard about it. And therefore, if she sold it, okay. No, both of them, land, movable objects, is considered known. So what's considered not known? Anything that if she's sitting over here, let's say in Israel, and something in America came to her, or something felt to her as an inheritance from somewhere that really is far away, no one ever would have heard of. And Ridba explains, it doesn't have to mean across seas, it can mean even, uh, even across town. Something that no one would have even fathomed her getting. That's considered Bimdinatayam. Uh, and Tanya, Nami Achi, and we also have better like that, Eloen Shenani Dorain, what's considered not known, Kosher Shevet Khan, anything that she's sitting over here, Vinaflula, Nechasim, Dinatayam, and inheritance assets fell to her somewhere across seas. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam, Amen, Ve'amen.